I know you're out there. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you. Connecting the dots of the Constitution for you like no one else can. The Chris Ann Hall Show. She's an attorney, a disabled U.S. Army veteran, an author, public speaker, mother, pastor's wife, and a patriot. She's Chris Ann Hall. Rise and shine, liberty loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K R I S A N N E H A L L dot com. Liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Happy Constitution Day, 231 years old. Can you imagine uh, where we would be today if we actually followed the Constitution? <laughs> Welcome my my husband and co-host JC Hall to the show. What do you think if we actually followed the constitution? I think we might live in a constitutional republic. That oh. that would be amazing. Well, let me jump right off and let everybody who's listening uh know that we have a special constitution celebration sale going on at uh Liberty First University at chrisannhall.com. Uh everything that we sell 10% off any purchase by entering the coupon code LIBERTY. Just LIBERTY. Enter that coupon code and get 10% anything off of our store. And this is how we want to help you celebrate Constitution Week, uh, the Constitution 365 days a year. You know, I'm really happy that we have a Constitution Day. I'm happy that we have a Constitution Week. But you know, JC, I'd be happier if we studied and celebrated the Constitution every day. Yep. And that's the only way we're going to maintain, or I guess at this point, restore our constitutional republic. Because the problem that we have... Good wording. Thank you. <laughs> the problem that we have is, is not with the style of government that we've adopted. The problem that we have is with the people that we elect to operate that government and the ways that we elect them to do that. And, and all of that, all of those problems go back to a single disease, a single source. And it's what Samuel Adams said. Our universal ignorance to the kind of government that we have, not only you mentioned this yesterday when we were teaching at the Constitution Party in Celebration, Florida, you mentioned this to uh, one of the people who came up to talk to us, and you said that... Uh, that it's not just enough to know the Constitution, what it says. You have to know why it says what it says. And you need to know how we came to the conclusions of why it says what it says. I want to read to you something that I think is very nice uh, on Amazon. You know our books are available on Amazon. 
And so you can get them at chrisannhall.com. You can get them from amazon.com. But this was a review left on amazon.com and uh, about our Essential Stories for Junior Patriots book, the book that teaches the history of the Constitution, the why we have a constitutional republic, the evidence, the axiomatic truth, the history that drove our founders to create a constitutional republic, not a democracy, not socialism, not communism. And this is what the review says. Uh, Amazon says it's a verified purchase. So it says, found this so informative that I shared it with a friend who has a homeschool program. It's my hope that he will put it on his required reading list. Understanding the true history, not the one passed off by those who deny our Constitution, is a start at saving this country from total destruction. Awesome. Is that not an amen? Go right there. Yeah, that's good. I mean, seriously. what? A, and, and I think your testimonials are so much more powerful than me just coming on and, and saying, look, you know, you need to buy this. Obviously, uh, obviously we we endorse what we make and we endorse what we make, not simply because we're selling it or, you know, we get accused of being hawking our wares, but because we love our constitutional Republic. We love America in its Liberty perspective. And we love the fact that we can bring this information to you without, uh, with, without historical revision, without, all of the propaganda, just Constitution, just Liberty First. And so I wanted to make sure that you knew how to do that. You got to go and use the, the, the code LIBERTY at our store. And, and for a very limited time, you get 10% off all your purchases. And I think that's a great deal. It is a good deal. It is a good deal. So here, let's invest in the Liberty Economy because of where America is heading. Let's start with a sort of lighthearted story because I want to get into something a little bit lighthearted, if you will. I don't know, lighthearted. Uh, yeah. I, I want to just sure. sort of... <laughs> it, yeah. Lighthearted. It's funny in a sad... In a sick... Sort of way. Sick, I guess it's funny because sort of the way. lady in the... Anyway. It makes you chuckle because the lady in the well, video how, has a sense of humor. But how, well, because it's so absurd. It's, you can yes. tell she's just like beside herself. And so it, is the passenger in the car. Like, They're just like, what? Yeah, Twilight Zone. <laughs> anyway, go so, for it. So picture this. You're in Florida. You're in Halea, Florida. And you're hungry. And you're hungry. What do you do? If you're like our family, you go to? Taco Bell. Because that's my my son. That's our son's favorite that, fast food on the planet. That's the first words out of his mouth. Are you hungry? Taco Bell. Taco Bell. So if you're in Halea, Florida, and you're hungry, and you're like the Hall family, you may just choose to go to the Taco Bell, as did Alexandria Montgomery. Alexandria Montgomery and her passenger decided to go through the drive-thru in Halea, Florida, Florida. Can I say that again? Florida. In the United States, Florida. And I want to play an audio for you of what uh, Alexandria Montgomery uh, experienced at the Taco Bell in Halea, Florida. Did you hear... Eh? You don't have a manager here? 
she tried me not on. <laughs> she tried me on purpose. You see this? Yeah. Ma'am, so no house. Nobody here speak English. Nobody in the no back speak English. No. So you can't take my order. You won't understand what I'm saying? <laughs> but you speak something <laughs> though. <laughs> yeah, but I wanna order food. No, no hay nadie que hable inglés. Yo. <laughs> Yo. Mi vida, tengo carro atrás. No, I want to order. You not finna tell me to leave and I want to order. <laughs> well, the line gonna be held up because I want to order. And you telling me. Well, they won't get their food because I want to order. She closed the window. She closed the window and locked it. Wow. Was, she closed the window and locked it. How did all those some, other people? Was there some point she said something about you, you're not going to tell me in my own country? Or was she said something about yeah. I'm trying to order in my I'm own country? I'm trying to order my own in my own country. <laughs> you're going to tell me I can't order food in my own country. Crazy. How, how Hylia, Florida. Hylia, Florida. <laughs> now, you, you speak Spanish. I know that I was going to say, unlike the Hall family, <laughs> they, ha they apparently don't study Spanish, so they were in a bind. They were in a bind. I want to know how many other people, how did those other people in line? I couldn't catch everything, you know, with them talking at the same time. It sounded like she was telling them to, you know, telling them of some other place. I didn't know what she was saying about 29th Avenue. Like maybe, hey, there's an English-speaking Taco <laughs> Bell on 29th. Get out of here. It's crazy. But you told me she did say, I'm going to tell you. She, I couldn't hear. Again, they were talking at the same time. It sounded like she said, you know, I've told you so many, some amount of times, I don't speak English or whatever. <laughs> crazy. I, I mean, you know, I'm, how does this happen? Welcome to America. In Hialeah, Florida. Where is Hialeah, Florida? Hialeah, Florida is not. Not far from here. Not far from here. <laughs> not far not from far here. Far from where we're sitting. We're not. <laughs> We're not talking about yeah. It's not the south southern, of the border, right? <laughs> but we're not even talking the southern pip tip, no, like the no. most southern part of Miami. Yeah. I, either. Well, it's close to Miami. Yeah, that's crazy, man. That's crazy. I I said that it was lighthearted, but I'm afraid it's not really lighthearted. But now the the Spanish speaking lady got fired, and now they're saying it's racism. That's when she said yeah. she was saying. How is it racism? I'm trying to order. I'm a black woman trying to order food in my own country. Right, right. <laughs> How is this racist? I don't know, man. I just think this is. It, it makes me. You had a hard time uncharacteristically speechless. You had a hard time finding this story. Right. Many places. I guess right. maybe hadn't gotten traction yet. You need to make sure you share this on Facebook, and you guys tell us. What you think about this? Yeah, because, you know, I found it on RT, uh, which makes me a Russian bot, right? Because yeah. I go to uh, RT.com for news because I can't find other stuff. I mean, I, I literally went to every news source that I know today, and there were only two topics being covered. Kavanaugh, Kavanaugh hurricane. and hurricanes. Yeah. Now, when I did do a specific search for Hialeah, Florida, uh, Taco Bell, then I got the other stories, but every front page, every sort of in-your-face thing 
is all about Trump or Kavanaugh and and not just Kavanaugh, but Kavanaugh and this ridiculous accusation of him actually that is so stupid. Now we have we have a story about Kavanaugh yes. that ought to be being discussed. Yeah, but it's not being discussed. You know, this is actually more relevant and uh, if you'll excuse my analogy, scarier than the accusation that of Kavanaugh two high school kids uh, that that as a high school student, uh, you know, two high school students doing things, right? And I'm not going to dismiss the fact that there is not some kind of problem with sexual assault in high school. That's not what we're talking about. But how stinking old is Kavanaugh? Right. I'm just saying, how stinking old is he that somebody now, after all the time he's had in office, comes out of high school and saying, this is what he did to me in high school. You're going to have to stay through the break. We're going to talk about the real concerns about Kavanaugh. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Uh, no hablo espanol. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I study language because I want to minister the gospel to people. Yeah. Uh, I study language because I want to reach other people. I don't study language so that I can order a gordita at Taco Bell. <laughs> Hmm. I mean, how do, do you do you then, as the owner of that store, hang a sign up on the on the billboard that says "No hablo inglés"? Yeah. Go to Twenty Ninth Avenue instead, right? Hablo español un poco. Open your here we go. Open your own Mexican restaurant. Don't go under a national chain, <laughs> right? Don't go under a national a national chain. You racist. I am not racist. I am. I am practical, okay? It's just, it's ridiculous. Well, if you want to hire the lady, then give her training. Oh, Te- yeah. Teach her how to speak English. To pay for her to have English as a second language. Yeah, what's wrong with that? You know, I don't know. Our uh, Janet would be laughing right now because her experience in Miami was, was in the entire city of Miami. If you don't speak Spanish, nobody will serve you. Yeah, but she lives in Texas, so she probably <laughs> runs into this as well. Yeah, but not the whole thing we're not going to speak English <laughs> to you in Texas. You. We're not going to serve you in Texas. I don't think that's something that happens in Texas. No, they'll find a way to serve you. Yeah, yeah. But nonetheless, we're just I, it just blows my mind. So now all we can find everywhere, it's oh, and that's the other thing that put me off. It's Constitution Day. Right. It's Constitution Day. I mean, if this were Martin Luther King Day, yeah. What would the headlines be like right. today? Where you at, America? If this was on Memorial Day, what were the headlines like? Yeah. On, uh, you know, on the, aniv- I mean, even on the anniversary of the 19th Amendment, there were headlines. We got Constitution Day. You know me, I think it's absolutely despicable, disgusting, and, and just in, in negligent to be nice 
that we don't talk about the Constitution every day. But now we've designated a holiday. Not only have we designated a holiday, JC, but many states have said in law, during this week, you have to teach the Constitution. Right. And yet, there's nothing in the headlines this morning about the Constitution. You gotta search, right? You gotta do a specific Constitution Day search in order to get the topics. And when I say there's no headlines, I mean you go to the front page, the important stories, right? You go to the front page of foxnews.com, you go to the front page of CNN, you go to the front page. What are the important, what they want you to think are the important stories of the day? If it was Martin Luther King Day, there would be stories Mm -hmm. on that front page. Yeah. And here we have Constitution Day, and there's nothing. And it's not like... It's not like there's nothing to talk about. And here's the thing. It's not like there's nothing to talk about from a liberal perspective on the Constitution either. Sure. Right? But we've got to bombard the senses of the people with these ridiculous stories about two high school students. You know, I need to look up how old Kavanaugh is because I'm just stunned by the fact that we're talking about something that he did in high school. How desperate do you have to be? And then you've got Republicans like Flake, who's now saying we got to postpone because we have an investigation. <laughs> every time Jeff Flake opens his mouth... He's such a doofus. Every time he opens his mouth, I am so grateful that he's not running again. Yeah. You know? I'm like, this is... this Jeff Flake... He's ev- a flake. He's a flake. Well, not only that, if he had run again, I might actually say he's the poster boy for term limits. <laughs> okay? I'm just saying. Because... Uh, because people still, Republicans still like him for some reason. You know, I mean, Republicans don't like John McCain. Republicans don't like Lindsey Graham. But they like him, and I don't understand. I don't understand that. I think he was a big Trump opponent, so the the never-Trumper Republicans like him, for sure. Oh, yeah. Well, he's an idiot. I don't care who he likes. Yeah. But anyway. And and he's an idiot not because he hates Trump. No, right. Just an idiot. Just because every time he opens his mouth, something ridiculous. He classifies well, this himself. Well, this is one of those, I, I don't know, I, he's weird. He's always trying to appeal to these guys. Yeah, so uh, we're going to, when we come back after this break, we're going to dive into this Kavanaugh thing. These things that uh, Kavanaugh, we need to really be discussing the, f- discussing the front pages. That was a Freudian. The front page stories, the should be front page stories about Brett Kavanaugh. Again, men tear up our constitution And from every direction We cry revolution Standing together and without permission Soldiers for truth in the war of attrition The love of our country As our The Chris Ann Hall Show. She's Liberty's lobbyist.
happy Constitution Day. You know, for Constitution Day, I'm uh, weak. Maybe I'll set this up next time. I'm motivated to play Jordan Page's entire song. Yeah. Yeah. I really think that I'm, we have it in that last bumper, but I'm really motivated to play Jordan Page's entire song. Uh, just as a reminder, not only that, um, uh, Nora Jones has that amazing song that we use at the end of the show. And I'm motivated to play that entire song as well. But Brett Kavanaugh is in the headlines, but not how he ought to be in the headlines. Yeah, this goes to what you were, what we were discussing before, and I think it, I, I think it um, uh, serves repeating again. It, you've said all along. First, Brett Kavanaugh is not the boogeyman for what these liberals <laughs> are talking about. Right. Why? Right. Because he is Anthony Kennedy 2.0. So, oh, and he's going to do this and he's going to do that. No, he's not. This abortion hysteria mm -hmm. and all this anti-women and all this sort of stuff that they're talking about. That's why he's, he's not the big boogeyman. Didn't we hear from his own testimony that he is Kavanaugh or that, that Kavanaugh yeah, said, that, I am Kennedy? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. So, so that was, that's the point. Now, the other thing you said, he ha he has his own problems. He has his own problems with um, Fourth Amendment issues, with precedent issues. The man is married to precedent. He is not a constitutionalist. Yeah, in a scary way. I mean, in a, no, in a really scary way. Yeah, and and you you sort of pointed out, which is something that just sort of slipped out of my mind because I was focused on Camilla Harris, right, that in that speech, the, the little testimony thing that we played on the radio last week where Camilla Harris said to him, uh, that book that you carry. Yeah. Kamala? Camaro? Camaro? What is Kamala. Kamala. Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris. And then she says, that book that you carry, and then he's like, ha, ha that book that I carry is the Constitution. Yeah. But you, you pointed out that's just a prop. It is a prop. And, but we should share why we say that. The, yeah, the, his, yeah. So his testimony to Patrick Leahy mm -hmm. about, uh, about the, well, it was our friend Larry Clayman, mm -hmm. in his case, versus Obama. Carpenter versus United States. But the initial, yeah, so that's where his change. So the initial case, Clayman v. Obama, right? right. That was the, uh, Larry Clayman was, Oh, uh, that's right. Begins there. The, the parents, right? Mm -hmm. It was the parents of of um, oh, I forget I forget the whole details, but mm -hmm. it was about NSA's bulk data collection and spying mm -hmm. on American mm -hmm. citizens. Mm -hmm. And so Kavanaugh was one of the the judges, judges that support, like wrote in support of NSA metadata collection, and basically said. Um, it's okay because it's not actually a search. And then he right. says, even if it were a search, it'd be okay then too because we're fighting terrorism. Right. So that's so. Let's just let's just point that out. That's Kavanaugh. Yeah. The the Supreme Court nominee now saying in that Clayman v. Obama back in, back in uh, several years ago. Okay. Yeah. So Clayman v. Obama. We actually know when that happened because we were. Yeah. You know, we were I mean, involved in, Clayman yeah. is a friend of ours. Right. He's an awesome attorney. And and it was really, really a a to to not steal this phrase a game changer for us because now we have this district court 
which upon which Kavanaugh was part of, saying that uh, ran uh, that metadata collection by the NSA, by the FBI specifically, yeah. is not a search. Yeah, I mean it's not even saying it's, it's what Kavanaugh. Said. It's okay within the terms of the Fourth Amendment. Kavanaugh's not saying uh, it is a search. It's not a search. Yeah, he's saying it's not. It's not. It's okay because it's not a search. It's and not he, even a search. But he says even if it were a search, it'd be okay because we're fighting terrorism. Now, and I missed that part in the Fourth Amendment, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, the the, yeah, the right of the people to be secure unless it's a matter of national security. Yeah. So he he basically expresses his own exceptions. Now, the thing is, Leahy says because like we're in a different spot now, right? Mm-hmm. And Leahy says, "Is this still your opinion? You said this. Is this still your opinion?" And this is where he illustrates exactly what you were saying about Ken. Now, this is in his own words. This is not right. Chris Ann Hall saying this guy's tied to precedent. No, this is Kavanaugh, and you can see it. So he, and let me say very clearly, he does not look to the Constitution as the fixed standard. The Constitution, in Kavanaugh's legal reasoning, is subservient to Supreme Court precedent. And Kavanaugh's opinions will change and do change as he as he illustrates what we'll read his statements. They change with the whim of the court. So, so his statement said, do you still believe this? Do you still believe that metadata collection is uh, acceptable under the Constitution? Right. Yeah. Leahy said says, you. Here's what Leahy said. Okay. You went, quote, you went out of your way to say that not only is the dragnet collection of America's telephone records by the NSA okay because it's not a search, you said even if it is a search, it is justified in order to prevent terrorism. Why did you say that? And here's Kavanaugh's response. I was trying to articulate. This is word for word. This is Kavanaugh. I was trying to articulate what I thought based on the precedent at the time. What was that? The precedent okay, at the time. You. At the time when your information at at the time when your information went to a third party and the government obtained the information from the third party, the existing Supreme Court precedent what was What was that word again? The existing Supreme Court precedent was that your privacy interest was essentially zero. So then uh Kavanaugh then turn to now. He said, the opinion for the Supreme Court by Chief Justice Roberts this past spring in the Carpenter case is a game changer. So then Leahy asked him, do you think if the Carpenter case had been decided then, you would have written the concurrence you did in Clayman? And Kavanaugh says, I don't see how I could. So see, his opinion changed Based on the Supreme Court precedent, not his decision is not, I repeat, not rooted in the Constitution, period. He says that is a fact. He says, I've talked repeatedly. This is Kevin. I've talked repeatedly in this hearing about how technology will be one of the huge issues with the Fourth Amendment going forward. You see, Chief Justice Roberts' majority opinion in Carpenter, that alters, and it really is a game changer from that precedent upon which I was writing at the time. Yep. So what, what this tells us, okay, so now let me just make this, since this is Constitution Day, 
right? And we're a constitution all the time here anyway, but just let's just be constitution here. Let's not be Trump. Let's not be Republican. Let's be constitution. The constitution was written in the words of our founders. The constitution was written to prevent arbitrary government. Correct. To put government on notice and people on notice, the standard for government all the time. What Kavanaugh is describing to us is that his philosophy is not constitution, but is absolutely arbitrary. This is the very definition of arbitrary. The very definition of arbitrary, as now we have a justice who will be on the Supreme Court who says that your rights are dependent upon the whim of the court. Your rights are dependent upon the opinion of Chief Justice John Roberts. Yes. His entire opinion is based now on John Roberts' opinion. That's it. Not the Constitution. Nowhere does he mention the Constitution. Nowhere does he explain the principles of the Fourth Amendment. And now if he had mentioned the, uh, explained the principles of the Fourth Amendment, if he had actually looked at the Constitution in these cases, then his, his opinion would look more like Gorsuch's right. opinion. Exactly. So the, the, Kavanaugh is Anthony Kennedy 2.0. Plain and simple. That's it. This is, this is no change whatsoever. He's not the boogeyman that the left describes because nothing is changing. The only thing that changes, let's say this one more time, the why this appointment is significant is because it wasn't a, a uh, 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 what's her radical name? Radical liberal Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Right. It wasn't some, it didn't move It wasn't Alina Kagan. Right. It simply stays the same and potentially stays the same for two, three, four decades. That's, that's the significance of this appointment. But if you're going to jump up and down just and, and try to assert that because Trump appointed this guy, he's some constitutional justice, you're wrong. He's not. He's, he's not. nowhere near it. He and I'm can can we repeat this one more time? I believe and this now confirms for me that the book that Looney Kamala Harris pointed to, the book was a prop. Is a prop for Justice John Roberts. I don't care how tattered and dirty and finger smudged it is. He doesn't he doesn't, he doesn't cite use it. it. He doesn't refer to it. It's not his standard. It is not. That's so the big he thing. Can, he can carry it around all he wants and thumb through it till it turns black. But he uses precedent. That's it. That's his constitution. And that is incredibly frightening from a constitutional perspective. Uh, that this, this, is, this is where we are today. Because this is what we teach in our law schools. Yep. When, I, when I tell people all the time, are you shocked to know we don't teach the Constitution in law school? Because we don't teach the Constitution, we teach constitutional law. And that's what Kavanaugh is married to. Kavanaugh is married to the constitutional classes that he took and he taught. Let's not forget, he also taught, okay? And so the, he is... He is what an arrogant position this is. Can I just make that assessment? What an arrogant position it is that, that men define our liberties as their opinions change. Yeah. That there is no standard. It's disgusting. And so now what we have is, uh, uh, and, and frankly, let me just be clear, Kennedy was not a constitutionalist. No. Kennedy not. was not a constitutionalist. And... There's a reason why he was a clerk for Kennedy, because he believes as Kennedy believes. Yep. 
And because uh, justices aren't going to hire clerks to write for them, right? Because that's what the judges do. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, we played that clip on Saturday about, uh, <laughs> what did she say? The way it was then <laughs> was right. The way it is now is wrong. She doesn't write a single thing. Yeah, thank Her you, one <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Yoda. So uh, she doesn't write a single thing. Her clerks do. Chris Ann Hall Show. She's Liberty's lobbyist. Welcome back to the last segment of our Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal here on Constitution Day. I want to remind you one last time uh, today. I will be reminding you as long as the sale continues, but we have a special sale at chrisannhall.com. Click on the shop tab and you can get 10% off all your constitutional purchases for a very limited time by just simply entering the code liberty in the coupon code section that's the word liberty in the coupon code section stock up you can get 10% off all your purchases don't just buy for yourself buy for your friends and family do like the man on Amazon did i was so impressed he said by Liber- by the uh, essential stories for junior patriots i shared it so you need to share them don't give away your copy just buy plenty of copies so that you can do that but we we need to be a people who are dedicated to Constitution, right? Yeah, because that's that's the disturbing thing to me about the Kavanaugh issue uh, is how it's how it's uh, how, how the sort of partisanship glosses over these things. So he's a Trump appointee, and if I'm pro-Trump, then I have to build this really fantasy world around. Kavanaugh, like yeah. he's the savior and he's this great. No, he's not. So you can like the stuff that you like that Trump does, and you can say, okay, the court didn't go left for 30 years. Fine. Right. But, but don't right. pretend like this guy is, you know, some great constitutionalist. And then and then if you point out his faults, then all of a sudden, oh, you're attacking the president, all this not that's right. that's the kind of nonsense that is destroying our nation. It is. It absolutely is. You know, let's just just for constitutional uh, sake, let's go ahead and read the Fourth Amendment. Now, I can do it by memory, but what I'm actually going to do is I'm going to pull it up and I'm going to read it just so we know that I'm, just so you know as you're listening that I'm reading it. Uh, The right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated. No warrant shall issue, but based upon probable cause, supported by oath or affirmation, and particularly describing the places to be the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. This is a very specific set of language with very detailed directions. You know, we we heard somebody say the other day that that 
It is true you are not free from all seizures, just unreasonable ones. But the difficulty, he said, comes with understanding what unreasonable means. Well, I want to suggest, I, I want to proclaim to you. I want to profess to you. This is not a suggestion because it's right here in writing. We don't need Supreme Court justices to define what reasonableness is because the Fourth Amendment has already done that. A reasonable search and seizure by the text itself is one that contains a warrant based upon probable cause, supported by oath or affirmation, particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. That word and means that all five of those things must be present at the same time in order to have a reasonable search and seizure. You don't get to have three out of five, four out of five. You don't even have to have four and a half out of five. You must have all five present to be reasonable. But because, here's the thing we were, we were talking about in the beginning, JC. You mentioned to the, the, guy, the person who was at the meeting, it's not just enough to read it. You have to know why it's there. When you study the history that we teach at libertyfirstuniversity.com in our Fourth Amendment course, you understand that our founders would never support the, uh, the understanding of the Fourth Amendment that our Supreme Court now holds because it was the very nature of arbitrary searches and seizures that motivated and drove our founders to incorporate the Fourth Amendment into the Bill of Rights. It wasn't there by accident. It wasn't there by afterthought. The adoption of the, the Bill of Rights was a condition upon ratification. It was not an afterthought. Our founders lived through arbitrary searches and seizures. They lived through court-ordered uh, searches that were unlawful, and they didn't want their posterity to suffer from that. LibertyFirstUniversity.com, I'm sorry, but it is the only place you will find this education. And we hope that this Constitution Week, you will take advantage and sign up now. God bless you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Let me know in my heart when my days are through. America, America, I gave my best to you.